Hi there. While listening to this episode, please know in advance there were a couple of small little edit errors in the voiceovers. So please know that in advance and enjoy. Welcome back to Whitecaps London Podcast. Uh, today we're very, very excited about introducing all of you to our new technical director. Uh, I can't wait to, to really inform the members uh, a little bit about our, our new technical director named Pedro Diaz. And, uh, and without further ado, uh, let, let's just get right into it, Pedro. Welcome to Whitecaps London. I appreciate it, Abby, and all the listening listeners and all the Whitecaps London uh, members and family. Uh, my name is Pedro. I am more than happy to be here and more than excited to start my new role. Arriving in London, push That's the right. sleeves I mean, up. So you're coming and in let's January. Get to work. And, but before we get into, I got some really cool questions for you. Um, and they're going to you know, really be exciting for everyone to hear about. But but basically, let's just start about who is Pedro? Where were you born? Where have you lived? Like, I mean, you got such an incredible resume, Pedro. And then at the end of the day, are you married? Any children? The floor is yours. Go for it. I appreciate it. So I was born in Lisbon. And um, my parents, uh, they work uh, a lot and nothing was missing in my childhood. I was very fortunate and happy. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the ball was my best toy. And I started I start playing in a club, which is mm -hmm. Petrogal, a club in the Bubadela. That's where I grew up. And then I played for Sick of Mills, another club. And then I played for Sporting. So that's when my life changed. I was fortunate again to be chosen uh, to play for uh, uh, one of the best academies in the world. Uh, I play for Sporting and I sign a contract after. And then um, I make my debut on the professional soccer. And I sign another contract. Mm -hmm. And then my journey starts with, with six years on Sporting and four as a professional. Uh, I start my journey first in the clubs on the outskirts of Lisbon. And then the first one I really need to leave the, my house. That's when I play for Turriens, which right. was one hour from Lisbon or less. And uh, I start uh, playing and living by myself. I was uh, wow. 19 wow. Um, back then. And I was, very, I was very happy. I was living the dream. I was yeah. professional. I have a blue car, brand new. Yeah. I, was I was living the dream. Uh, my parents always a great influence, and my mom, my dad, and I finished my my high school. So I did my 12th degree, and uh, after I finished, I went to play for Academic at Coimbra. And Academic at Coimbra is the club of the students. It's very well known in Portugal for the, the student community. And my yeah. mom, hey, now you're going to study. You're going to study. You go to the, to the university. Um I wasn't in, in the same right. mindset of my mom. Uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, I have to admit, today I regret right. school is first, Abby. 
And if I can say something already for our players, school is first. So they need to continue to study right. and obviously playing soccer, right? But um, I was uh, like, uh, I did one month in that team and I was a young uh, gentleman, uh, 20 years already. And uh, the coach didn't put me to play for the next, uh, the, the, the first two games. And um, I moved, I moved to other club, which I knew it. The coach right. want me since the day one. So I land, I land in Madeira Island in um, that sounds nice. 1994, that sounds nice. which, yeah. which right. changed, Interesting. changed well, my why, life. Changed why, my do you, life. why did it change your life? Because I get to know the mother of my son and uh, I play four years for Nacional, which today turned mm. 109 years, Wow! if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it was mm -hmm. a pleasure to play for Nacional. And years later, it was the club I start my coaching career. So, Nacional de Madeira, I'm linked right. with the club, with my heart. There, it, it sounds like it engaged you from a young so, kid, right? For sure. Yes, absolutely. It's, uh, it's in Madeira Island. Uh, uh, as you know, Ronaldo is from Madeira Island. Ronaldo played mm -hmm. uh, in Nacional. The, the field we used to practice nowadays calls mm -hmm. Stadio Cristiano Ronaldo. So it was, um, it was fun, absolutely. And it was I very intense. Are you talking about that player, that Ronaldo, years. that plays yes. for like some team called Juventus right now? Is that what you're talking? <laughs> exactly, that one, yeah. exactly. <laughs> which, which, which I met him. That's I met wonderful, him in wonderful. So, yes. so you're born in Portugal. Yeah. You have extensive history in Portugal. You pretty much lived in Portugal till the age of what, 20, 25? Um, no, more. I was uh, 33 when I land wow. in uh, Toronto, Ontario. So I, I did, uh, I play like in Nacional, then I moved to south of Portugal, Algarve, Portimonense, and then I went back to Madeira Island. I started my coaching career in Madeira Island. My son born in Madeira Island, and um, I was uh, also a, mm. a coffee shop owner. So I I love coffee, espresso, and uh, I developed that passion, and uh, I opened a, a coffee shop. Until today, it's open. It's a big success in Funchal. Well, in there Madeira are Island. some beautiful cafes here in london and uh we'll be sure to make sure we take you to them for some nice beautifully i'm looking for beautifully roasted coffee you know uh, that's great. i'm looking so for the, I'm are, looking you, are for you married Thank any you. children yeah you, yeah yes yes i'm married and i have uh, so i spoke about my right. son which is from madeira island and uh, in 2010 Sorry, 2011, I met my beautiful wife. Her name is Filipa. And uh, we get to get married in 2013. And then in 2015, Amalia born. And uh, Valentina born wow. in 2018. And uh, with Nicholas, which is mm -hmm. um, my stepson. So we have a family with four beautiful. kids. Beautiful. Among Beautiful! Ourselves. Congratulations, that's amazing. You yes. got some young kids in your uh, in your life here, right? Eh? Lot to balance. That's a lot to balance for you. Yes. So, 
So yes, kind of like yes. in a Coles and Oats kind of moment. Give us an idea. Like, so you leave Portugal, you le- you left Portugal to come to Toronto because you started up an academy with sporting. Am I right or wrong? Yeah. Uh, not yet. In 2010, uh, sorry, 2007, I was God. challenged to work for Benfica. So I was responsible to open the first Benfica Academy in North America, right. sorry, in, uh, in Canada. Yes. So that's, it was the reason. And I worked for Benfica and in Toronto until mm. 2008. And when I left in 2008, that's where I met uh, our dear friend, José Garrincha. So Garrincha came to Canada to replace, to take ah, my job in Toronto. So our, our current coach of our programming, uh, Garrincha, José uh, Garrincha, he, that, that's where you found him. Or that's where you guys met kind of thing. And, that's when cross paths. Interesting. Correct. What correct. a small world. Correct. Very, very. Yes, I really respect him. I really like him. It's a friend. And uh, back then, it was uh, right. great Interesting. to get to know him. Yeah. So after that moment, I went to live in Newark, New Jersey, in the United States. So I worked for the Bific Academy Interesting. in the U.S. Wow. You're just going everywhere now. So Toronto, New Jersey, and... And back to Toronto again, and uh, I was the technical director for a, a local club. Uh, then I started working in, in the district program, provincial program, and then I decided I need to invest in my coaching education. So I went back to Portugal to do my B license. Okay. Yeah, B yeah. license. So I went back to Madeira again, and I worked for Maritime. Uh, Maritim, uh, for some of our uh, members, it was the club where Alex Bunbury played mm. and Fernanda Guiar. So two, two yes, uh, Canadian sure. stars. Absolutely. So I play with them and I play against them. Like I play with Fernando in the Nacional de Madeira and Alex Bunbury. Here in Can- I mean, and do you guys connect here in Canada once in a while? Yeah. He, that's Even amazing. today, he texts me. That's, yes. Wow, yes. what a network you've yes. uh, you've uh, developed, not only in Canada, but it's kind of across. So anyway, continue, please. I'm so excited about this. Yes. <laughs> so I, when I land in Madeira, in Maritim, to, be the, to do my UEFA B, and I receive an invitation from our, my very good friend, Professor Nelson, um, which invited me to work for Maritime, and I was the youth mm-hmm. technical director there. So in this moment, like uh, Sporting decides to open the first academy in Toronto, and they challenged me, oh, you should be the guy, come, uh, return, come back, and will be you, will be perfect for right. you. So I accept. I accept, and I, I came in 2011, and I work in, in the Academy of Sporting until 2018. It was seven years of a full, great experience in, at all levels. And that was here in Ontario, right? Like, I'm just com- yeah, it was in Toronto, yes? In okay. Toronto, correct, yes. Yes. So that's when I, I did some games with Garincha. 
I went to London, uh, and then I I did my work with them as a provincial coach. So I crossed paths with the with the Donna Perry, which is our wow. coach as well. How encouraging! Yes, how encouraging! And uh, <laughs> yes, so. And it was a great journey in Sporting FC Academy. We we were very fortunate. The parents really appreciate all we did. Today we have a player play for Team Portugal and still uh, he just played against um, Benfica uh, last week yes. on the U23. His name is Lucas Dias. Is uh, nothing with me. Like, like the same, same last name, name but, but no relation. Just the name. Yeah. Correct, but it was my player or our player, and I coached that young gentleman when he was four. Wow! When I How, start, that's got to be rewarding. That's got to just feel phenomenal, no? Absolutely, that's my that's my reward. Exactly, that's uh, I I feel yeah. very blessed to our paths cross, uh, our uh, cross yeah. uh, path cross. And we, I was able to, to influence his uh, career. Well, you know, and his Pedro. Life. For often when I'm, I'm sitting uh, at my job, at what I do for a living, uh, and I'm interviewing, um, I'm interviewing people to see, hey, you know, to bring them on on board, in various areas of our work. I often say to them, you know, show me something or tell me something that that you were proud of or that you were successful of because I really want to go back to, you know, that moment, you know, because at the end of the day, I can ask them, what's your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are some things you really enjoy? But I want to know what made you proud. I want to know what made you feel great. What was an event in your life or something that had your hands on it that you developed that, that came to fruition and that, all of a sudden exploded and everyone in the company kind of looked at you and went, wow. And like, was it an opportunity of, of a new sale or was it hiring someone like, so I always think that when I, I'm excited to hear you speak when you say things like, you know, there were these, there was this kid, he was four years old and now he's playing four because that's really your resume, your resume, you can put whatever you want on it. But at the end of the day, when you can talk about, you know, hey, I coached this kid when he was six years old. Now he's a top lawyer. Or, hey, I coached this girl when she was six. And and now, you know, she's she's a doctor. Or, like, these are rewarding moments, right? Because you do have an influence. Like, soccer isn't only played on the field. And that's what we're trying to deliver through these podcasts. It's delivered within the community. It's about the community, right? Uh, would you not agree? I don't see my role in a different way. I truly believe we have a social responsibility with all our members, mm-hmm. with our players. I, I, in Sporting FC, the brand or the motto, uh, our, it was educate for life mm-hmm. through soccer. So my proud moment, it's, uh, and you mentioned, I, we have a kid which I coach him for uh, many years. And now he was working in Manhattan mm-hmm. in the bank. So what take that kid to continue to play, to study, 
and now working in a high-end bank and is working on the, the, the head office. Like that mm-hmm. is a proud moment for me. Seeing, seeing um, a young gentleman with 19 approach me, send me an email. Oh, I would like to become a coach. It is sure. Um, uh, can we meet? So we, we schedule a meeting in a, in, a, in a field. I was carrying my balls. I was carrying my, my coach bag. And I see and I look at him. So oh, what's your name? Oh, my name is Sam. Okay, so you want to be a coach? Yes, yes, I am. I want to, I want to learn with you. And I look at him. I give him the balls. And the, okay, <laughs> let's start. And the guy look, look at me. And he carried the balls all the way. And you know what? He's the technical director of Sporting FC. After wow. more than 10 years. Work, That's working amazing. together. Another, another proud moment. So yeah, it's it is. And, and for me, that and is what it's about. That's why I give that moment and, and all of us across the board of the club, you know, do what we do. I mean, we're not sitting here making millions on this. You know what I mean? Like we're sitting there cause we're doing it. I mean, yeah. there's nothing like watching someone, you know, at the beginning of a season and where they're at at the end, but Hey, in the interest of key, I mean, we can go on and on and on, but so, but let's, I want to get back on track here and just talk a little bit about uh, Pedro, your playing days. Um, you know, like I have a host of questions, but I mean, at the end of the day, what comes to mind um, if you're sitting around like with a group of friends, cause now you're not playing professional, right? You're coaching and you're inspiring. And, but if you're sitting around with a group, of friends or players or whatever over the years what comes to mind when i ask you what was um what was a moment of impact from your playing days was like what stands out was it a coach was it was it a goal you scored uh, was it a combination of many things like when i talk about when i ask you about your playing days what's something that stands out about your playing days pedro Abby, we can split this question in many right. answers. And uh, the, the idea, so first the game, the game itself, uh, it's a passion. It's in my blood. Like I love the competition. I love the, that, um, that uh, excitement to play that game. Even in, uh, in my street when I was a kid or in the, in the professional um, soccer field. What I miss the most, what I it's the that competition, that uh, that mm. uh, passion. Um, what all the above you mentioned, it's a moment. I I I met wonderful people, great coaches, which I learned with everything, with all of them. I never forget. I have a coach in sporting. When I uh, the the session was starting like nine thirty. I will be there around eight. I take a, a bus and then I take the train and I will be there eight. I never arrived before him. He always was there oh, like seven, wow. seven fifteen. So for me, being early, it's a question of honor. If someone arrived before me, I will be upset. So I am there early, calm, relaxed, waiting for everybody. Mm-hmm. I learn with him. The session should be ready the all the the cones all the all the things 
obviously, as a coach, we need to adapt and adjust with all these uh, uh, indoor facilities. We need to get out. The other gentlemen's come yeah. in. You know, it's it nowadays, is very it's different. different. Yeah, yeah. But um, I, I learned with all the coaches. A goal I scored, sure, I scored a couple. And uh, I remember a goal I scored um, when I was a young kid with 11 or 12 years old. I was fortunate. I scored a goal, beautiful ball over the goalkeeper. And we, we bring our team to oh. the final. To uh, the, the, the league for a the game 12 winning years goal. old. Like, yes. And you remember fantastic. that from age 11? But 11? I remember. Uh, wow. Yes. And Abby, <laughs> I also remember three, three yeah. years later, um, we have a penalty shot. And uh, we need to win. And the coach looked at me and point for me. I went there and oh. I missed it. And we we were relegated. So and I will never forget. Yeah, you that, know what? Right? The good and the bad, right? I mean, actually, Absolutely. we we spoke yeah. to another on another podcast that we did with uh, another young player, and she discussed missing a penalty shot uh, in that podcast and how it kind of you know was actually a positive for her because you know she had never been up there with that pressure to and feeling that everyone was looking at her to take that kick she goes she's never missed one since right you know because she had that she never had been in that you can practice it a million times but until it's game time right it's a very different feeling at game time but um very cool so um i'm just going to continue here um with the next kind of line of questioning, I'm just going to shift a bit here. Uh, so coaching, um, we already know how you got into it. You explained that incredibly well. Um, but there's this one thing that I call a signature. You know, everyone has a signature. Every, and what I mean by signature, Pedro, is everyone's got their thing, right? So what is, what is yours? And I'm basically asking, what is something that that is a signature of Pedro what's Pedro looking for not only from his staff of coaches but from from his membership what what's he looking for what's 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 your signature piece what 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 drives you there passion i'm looking for passion i'm looking for commitment i'm looking for leaving the blood on the fields and excuse me, this uh, yeah, expression, but, but, but I, I love when the player comes like with passion, with, uh, with commitment to, to practice, to improve, to be faster, to be better. And on our coaching staff, the, the passion, they put coaching our players. So that's something I'm really, really eager. So just doing for doing for me doesn't bring the mm -hmm. value. I, I, I would like to see like each one of us engaged, uh, passionate about what we are doing. That's the only thing I, I'm looking for. Then the other aspects of the game or the knowledge, uh, we, can, we can work on it or we can help mm -hmm. each other. But the passion, I can't give uh, an injection of right. passion. I can't. No, and, and that's true with anything, I think. I mean, it's easier to manage, for me, employees that are passionate, that want to be at work. You know, I mean, look, at the end of the day, if we all won multi-million 
dollar lotteries. I mean, the question is, sometimes I ask that question in an interview. You win a multi-million dollar lottery and, 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 it, and it's so much money that you, you really don't ever have to work and you could donate half of it to so many charities. But would you still want to do what you do? Right. And that's a question I ask people that work. I mean, I would I would still want to do what I do. Right. Because I love what I do here with the club. Right. And soccer in general. What about you? Absolutely. This is my life, Fabi. And uh, I couldn't see myself doing a different thing. Like I, I in a joke, or in a, I, I mentioned to our parents and our players, if uh, I have a problem in my house and I need to change the, the lamp, my wife will do it. Like I'm, I'm not an Andy. I'm, I don't know nothing. <laughs> it's just, it's uh, now give me a, a, a 45 kids and the field, and I will do a session. Right. Okay, so we'll make sure that if anything breaks down in your apartment or what have you, and I guess it'll be me or someone else in the club fixing it for you. Okay, we get it. Yes, I appreciate um, that. So yeah. I just want to shift here, Pedro, to um, what brought you to the Whitecaps. Like how, so how did you connect with the Whitecaps program? Like with all this experience and all this networking, how did you connect with the Whitecaps? It's a great question, Abby. If you allow me, I go a little bit uh, uh, back in our conversation yes. where I stopped on Sporting FC Academy. In 2018, I accept a job offer from New Zealand. So that's when I ended up and I was the grassroots uh, responsible or manager or coach in a club in Wellington, New Zealand. Coaching there changed my perspective of coaching. Getting to know that country and that people, amazing people, makes me a better person. So I was in need of leaving my comfort zone at sporting to grow, to grow as a, as a man, as a father, and, but especially as a coach, because they see the things in a different mm -hmm. way. When I, when I was uh, like in uh, my last session, I have a parent and the parents come inside of the field and they, Pedro, can we just do something? Sure. So him lead the players and they did a haka for me. So it was unbelievable. I was there with the players uh, of 12 years old and they were doing the haka for me wow. in my wow. honor. And that, that it was. Like, it's a big deal. It was yeah. a big deal. It, it, it was a big deal for them, but especially for mm -hmm. me. So when I connect with the White Caps, and I know the, the White Caps for a, a while, uh, since my dear friend Tony Fonseca worked for the White Caps as well, and uh, I apply for a job. It was a job on Ontario Soccer, and uh, I apply for a job, and then I, I receive an email for an interview. So it was simple like that. And people think, oh, Mark Duchamp is a Portuguese, that's his friend. It was him. No, it was an email with, um, with my application and uh, the National Academy director replied to me and uh, he offered me a job. So that's how you connected. So you were in New Zealand, applied for, because you're thinking, uh, I need to come back to Canada, right? And 
Yeah. Abby, and if you allow me, when I apply, I was applying for love. Oh, I got it. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. In yeah, my yeah. head. But then on the conversation, uh, Marinos Papas Giorgiopoulos, he offered me to be the head coach in Saskatchewan. Right. And I accept. Wow, what a change. So I'm just I'm just wrapping it or just doing the hamster in my head. Portugal, Toronto. Toronto, Portugal. New Jersey, Toronto, Portugal. Back to Toronto. Now New Jersey. And now you're in Saskatchewan. And now finally London. <laughs> right? So so that's yes. how you connected. So you actually reached out uh, on a job board that was posted with Ontario on the Ontario Soccer Job Board that and then um, you were offered a Whitecaps opportunity in Saskatchewan. And that's where you're currently coming from, right? Yes, yes. So I land here in uh, July uh, 1st, 2019. And the um, Saskatchewan program, it was in transition. So uh, the other head coach uh, left uh, uh, a month before. Right. So the, tra- the transition, it wasn't the best one. And uh, we get into a situation which it wasn't the the most comfortable one. Right. Um, if you want, like luckily, or thank God, or thank uh, our work and the commitment of our coaching staff, it's important to mention. I was able to rebuild the coaching staff and myself with them today. I can be living for London and Saskatchewan Academy is in a beautiful position. All the programs are working. We have very happy players, very satisfied parents, and we have a program which is a great, great um, Whitecaps uh, branding in Saskatchewan. I mean, look, it all comes down to people, Pedro, and I think it's clear that everywhere you've been and everything you've touched – clearly has has been a positive or you leave in a positive manner i mean um doing a little bit of homework for this i had you know i've spoken to some people that you know it, it seems that you have this gift of when you do leave an employer or an area or a club no one hates you for leaving they're all they're all begging you to stay and there's never uh Oh, I can't, like, we need to keep them, even though you're already out the door. Like, I think that says a lot about your type of character, uh, Pedro, and the kind of person you truly are. Um, Because most people, when they give a resignation in any organization, let alone soccer, they show you the door right away. Right? You know, so the fact that you can continually jump from club um, or area to area and, and have this type of following and, and response says a lot about who you are uh, genuinely uh, at the core. So that hats off to you for that, Pedro, for sure. Um, so thank you. So Abby. From what I understand is that, so you were in Saskatchewan. Um, basically, have you done anything else with the Whitecaps or just you were strictly in Saskatchewan and now you're coming to London. Is that correct? Uh Correct. So what I did with the Whitecaps, uh, well, in Saskatchewan, I worked in Saskatoon, in Moose Jaw. And uh, since the pandemic started, uh, I was included on the Virtual Academy Task Force. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a very successful program, 
which um, I proudly uh, participate. And, uh, well, I ended up going to Vancouver three or four times with the players. Mm. And um, it was a great journey so far. I'm very blessed and I'm very grateful for the Whitecaps because I learn a lot. Uh, Coach Bart Schoffer has a great influence on me. And again, I need to, to leave my comfort zone to grow. That's what's happened with the Whitecaps. And uh, I can tell you, leaving, uh, so g g went to Sporting, which it was a huge, huge um, task. Uh, and th that's something I really take pride the way in 2014, we were the Academy of uh, the year in the Sporting Academies. And back then, Sporting has more than 30 academies in Portugal. Wow. And we, we were the first one outside Portugal. After that, I went to South Africa to open an, another one. So I was the advisor of the, the South Africa Academy. And uh, I ended up in Australia as well and to, to promote sporting and to open more academies. Um, so sporting, it was a big, big uh, influence in my career. But leaving and then to learn more in New Zealand more with the Whitecaps makes me very comfortable with the challenge um, in London like from January. Yeah, yeah. Feels, I feel very accomplished, very ready. Uh, I know um, what the expectations are and I'm looking for it. I have no fear. Well, I mean, we don't need you to have fear. We need you to come here with a smile. So that's good. But so basically, yes, you kind of led into the point that we're, we are in a pandemic. Um, we need to acknowledge that we're in a pandemic. And I mean, and I know that you had to manage the pandemic incredibly because Saskatchewan at this time, it shut down, correct? Or is it really tight if it's not shut down? It's very, very close to the complete province being like in a very high emergency area, correct or no? Uh, correct. Alberta, they are shut down and uh, Manitoba, they are shut down in soccer. We Last week, we just uh, went for uh, eight players max on each surface or each quarter of the field. Right. So you've been managing the, the COVID protocols and, you know, what do you find the most difficult part of it there, Pedro? What do you find the most difficult part of, of, of this piece of managing the, the club during COVID? So we start in July in phase one sessions and uh, they were the next best thing, right? Because it was new for everybody and the kids were really eager to be on the grass field. Summer, everybody was under the pandemic, but still very excited. I have to admit, in December, working in a phase one, it's very challenging for the coaching staff to come up with the motivation, with solutions, with ideas, to, to make the kids excited, because they are still in phase one. They are still on their pods. Right. So especially, like all the groups we have, the MLS boys, they just went from phase three 
to phase one. Right. So it's a challenge also to motivate our players. Right. So I would say the frustration, like, or the um, some some lack of motivation sometimes. Right. I can see on their eyes. Right. Right. But I mean, at the end of the day, I know that they'd rather be there. Um, simply because we were in those same phases initially. I mean, we're not there yet. Um, and again, this is like the second week of December that we're speaking right here in, in 2020. But um, I can see us maybe getting there in January. I, I'm not sure where Ontario's heading. Um, but with the, you know, all the talk of the vaccine and stuff, I mean, realistically, it's probably going to be September until everyone that gets a crack at, you know, actually getting or obtaining a, a, a vaccine, right? So um, for COVID, but at the end of the day, I, I can still see, I remember back to July 7th, Pedro here in London, when we would be on the fields uh, and I, you couldn't, I still, I still can't forget this one um, athlete's face. He, it was so hot by the way, when we came back on July 7th, that week, Pedro, you just get out of your car and the sweat just started pouring and you still didn't do anything. You, you just got out of the car <laughs> and the sweat, yes. right. Was just so intense. The heat was so intense, but I remember this, this one athlete leaving the the grounds and there was this smile of exhaustion, uh, look of exhaustion, sorry, but this smile of exuberation, like it was just so beautiful to see because they were allowed to see each other again. Yeah, not hug, not touch, but just be out there even in a pod, right? So um, w what an incredible 2020. And many of these kids will have stories for their grandkids uh, for sure. So I'm, I'm just looking at, um, you know, kind of wrapping this up here, Pedro, because um, I can't wait to for everyone to, to continue meeting you. But basically, before we leave, I want to thank you for taking the time. I know you're still in Saskatchewan right now, right? You're still in Saskatchewan, correct? Yes, I am. So, yep. so I just want to thank you for finding the time to, to do this out there and, uh, you know, spend some time and give a little bit of an advanced what about Pedro or a little bit about Pedro. But before we say goodbye, um, there's just one question I forgot to ask, and then there's the last two questions I've got for you. But the one question I, I forgot to ask you when we we're talking about your playing days was what's one of the coolest places that you ever played in like a stadium and how many people were playing in that stadium when you played? Well, I play in a very beautiful stadiums. I, I can remember a Estadio dos Barreiros, which is in Funchal, Madeira. Yeah. It was around like um, 10,000 people, I would say. And it was absolutely fantastic, the atmosphere. Um, the coolest things, so many things happened. It was a great uh, journey. I could, I could be way a better player than I was, but the times were different. I, I, had, um, I had fun. I have friends. I made uh, friends for life. Yes. I, I get to discover beautiful places on earth and I'm in Toronto and uh, sorry, I'm in Saskatoon and I will be in London, do the soccer, do the passion. Mm -hmm. So soccer really 
makes my life. Uh, I I couldn't be more happier with my journey, neither with um, with uh, my love for soccer. I have to I have to say something if you allow me, Abby. Of course. In 2012, June 4, something happened in our Brockton Stadium in Toronto, changed my life. Uh, Say the 15... date again. What was the date again? June. June 4, 2012. Okay, June 4, 2012. Go for it. We are having a game. Our captain, which it was, uh, he was with me for the last. Uh, uh, he was a player, like uh, my helper on the summer camps. It was our number five, Chris McCurbin Parkin. And he fell on the field. Mm-hmm. And he died on the field. So after that day, I see everything different. Like when the kid come with have a pain or the, their safety for me, is uh, more important than any game, any victory, any practice. And um, Chris died with heart congenital disease. Mm. And uh, after that, only after that, unfortunately, I realized how important it is advise the parents to go and do some checking before, to have AED on the fields, to take um, to respect this, this, any signal from the body, and if it's all if it's okay, not being okay, if yes. it's a pain, if it's something like, please go to the doctor, please do a MRI, do a ACG, whatever. Right. I mean, the health and safety is it's paramount. There's nothing else that matters really, and Absolutely. and that's why our return to play. There were so many opportunities there, Pedro, that um, we said no to, uh, you know, playing against other clubs or having friendlies or what have you. I mean, the risk is just too high, right, uh, at this time for COVID. But I hear what you're saying. When the body gives you a signal, you know, check out that signal. And I'm sorry to hear about the loss of your friend and colleague. And that's um, – but that'll, that, was, that was your lesson. And Wow. That's, uh... Every every time I put my step on the field, mm-hmm. I I take Chris with me. Incredible! Wow. So at this time, um, we're we're again. My condolences about Chris. I mean those things. Wow. Okay. So we are looking forward to having you. Um, we have tremendous excitement with you coming, Pedro. I can tell you, uh, some coaches have called me already to kind of find out about you and i i said well look we're going to be doing a podcast make sure you listen <laughs> you know but um but we're gonna you know welcome you with a coaches meeting and you'll be taking over the technical direction and but but at this moment like what should we expect when you arrive pedro what what as the club what what should we expect and and we'll and we'll let you take it home with that well, I know already it's a very well-established um, club, organized. I know uh, Mike, which is a wonderful gentleman, a great professional and a friend. With uh, you, Abby, and with Cam, you guys, you form a task force and uh, you have the club under uh, a great, successful 
pathway. What, how do I see it? I see it in a, I will come in and I will try to put my, my fair, uh, my flair here and there. But obviously the coaches will, will, uh, will guide me, will lead me for whatever uh, they think it's the, um, it's the best way, obviously with my knowledge, with my experience, but with the help of all of them. I don't know everything at all, and I don't know yet the, the London. Uh, I know a little bit. I don't know all. So right. I will need cooperation. I will need patience. I will need uh, some help. But uh, for sure, my goals will be to be a stronger club, a successful club, which we're going to form and educate players for life, but also to play the good game, the game we love, and obviously to win, because I believe it's important to win, playing and respecting all the officials, all the coaches, all the players, all the, the people involved. So right. that's the way I, I, I see it. Well, there you have it, folks. That's our... Uh... Our podcast with Pedro. Pedro, thank you. I wish you and your family a wonderful uh, uh, holiday season. I wish you safe travels from Saskatoon and your way back to Ontario. And um, the next time, uh, hopefully many people will hear this podcast before the next time we see you on the field. But again, uh, thank you so much for your time today. Again, all the best to you and your family at this holiday season and stay safe. And uh, stay healthy. Thank you. Thank Pedro. you, Abby. Thank you, Abby. Thank you, Abby. Thank you very much for all our Whitecaps London family. A big hug from me. A social distance hug, obviously. Yes. But uh, happy holidays. And I'm looking forward to being in London and to work with all of you in, um, as a technical director, as a coach. But most of that as uh, one of you, as a friend. Thank you. All right. All the best.